This is Indianapolis coach Reggie Wayne, and you're listening to the For the Culture podcast. This is the For the Culture podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond, with my man, Jason Spears. The Colts trade up from 44 to 41, giving up the 160th pick in a trade with the Cleveland Browns. And with the 41st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Jonathan Taylor, running back, Wisconsin, a 5'10", 219-pound running back. He had an incredible career at Wisconsin with over 6,000 rushing yards, almost went up over 2,000 yards each of his three seasons, had 50 rushing touchdowns, was a two-time unanimous All-American selection in 18 and 19, also two-time Big Ten running back of the year in 18 and 19, and was a three-time All-Big Ten selection and broke the FBS rushing record his freshman year, rushing for 1,977 yards. So Jonathan Taylor had an incredible collegiate career. You cannot take that away from him. There are knocks on him, which Jason will get to in a moment when he breaks down the positives and negatives of Jonathan Taylor. But the big negative for me is you look at those 6,000 rushing yards, and those are great. But 6,000 rushing yards come with a lot of carries. And he carried the ball 926 times at Wisconsin and caught 42 passes as well. So he had 968 touches over the last three seasons. Philosophically, I am against drafting running backs early. I am not a big fan unless you have a transcendent talent like Saquon Barkley. I usually shy away from running backs in the top 60. I like third round or later running backs. And not only do we take Jonathan Taylor, 41st overall, we trade up from 44 to 41 to get him, giving up a fifth-round pick to the Cleveland Browns. So all in all, I'm not a huge fan of the idea, of the idea of trading up, of the idea of taking a running back at 41. It's against my philosophy and how I would draft. Now, Chris Ballard is a 1,000 times smarter than I am, but in the past, he has showed us he believes in building from the inside out. He builds from the trenches. He built up the Colts offensive line. He built up the defensive line. He's put a ton of emphasis on the defensive side of the football, and he took Mack, Wilkins, and Hines all fourth-round or later. So Chris Ballard has shown us in the past that he does not put the same type of value in a running back that other general managers around the league put in the running back position. So for Chris Ballard to trade up and make this pick, it obviously shows that he and his scouting department, who start with 2,500 names, value Jonathan Taylor like the 41st overall or one of the top 41 players in this draft. He was the next guy on their board. They had to move up those three spots because they were afraid somebody else would take them. So they obviously love Jonathan Taylor. There's a lot of positives. Jason's going to get to the positives and the negatives about Jonathan Taylor. And obviously 6,000 rushing yards, 50 touchdowns. The talent is undeniable. We are clearly getting a talented, durable, productive running back the problem, in my opinion, is you take a running back this early that's touched the ball 968 times over the last three seasons at Wisconsin, although he's been durable, how long will that last? The shelf life for running backs in the National Football League just isn't long enough on average for me to take a running back with such a value pick. And as smart as Chris Ballard is and as incredible of a general manager as he is, you can't predict injuries. You can't predict the future. But on average, statistically, when you take a running back who's touched the ball damn near 1,000 times over the last three years, that's a lot of wear and tear at that position going into the NFL. And also, what's this mean for Marlon Mack? We probably don't see Marlon Mack back on a second contract, which is 
the real reason why Chris Ballard's making this move. So maybe we ease the carries on Jonathan Taylor this year. We pound Marlon Mack. That's what I would assume the Colts do. You give Marlon Mack a majority of the carries here. Unfortunately for Mack, a guy who has never complained, a player I really, really like, is just stuck at a terrible position, the running back position in 2020. He's going to probably be ran into the ground this year, and I hope he stays healthy, and I hope somebody is willing to give him a lot of money next year because it's not looking like it's going to be the Indianapolis Colts as the Colts take running back Jonathan Taylor with the 41st pick in the 2020 draft. Wow, guys, this is a shocker. I talked to Luke about this off the air. I said the only position that would shock me if we draft in the second round was running back, and guess what? Chris Ballard goes running back with the 41st pick in the second round, and not only that, he traded up to do it, so he gave up a fifth-round pick plus our 44th. Not a big fan of this move. I think running backs can be had a lot further in the draft, and there's some things about this guy that I love, but there's also some things about him that I don't like. Jonathan Taylor, let's get into it. Not much else can be said about this guy. I mean, he was insanely productive at at Wisconsin. I mean, two-time Doak Walker Award winner, character guy, really well-liked, super smart, high football IQ, well-built, shows great power, finishes, runs well, so he's going to be a closer, I think, in our offense. Gonna, you know, He's the type, type of guy who always falls forward and wear teams down late in the game. So I think that those are positive things. He's a three-year starter, really had a heavy workload at Wisconsin. He was pretty much their offense. Good balance, runs through contact, tough to bring down, light feet, good quickness with solid acceleration, and the speed to run away from defenders. Very patient and instinctive, so he'll wait for blocks to open up, and then he'll hit the hole extremely hard. So he's got great vision. I mean, this kid's got a lot of talent. There's no denying that. Durable. Didn't have any major injuries in college and dominated late in games in his college career. So, like I said, there's there's a lot of good things about him. And he's continued to improve throughout his career at Wisconsin, especially as a pass receiver in his senior year. His stats definitely went up, got better as a blocker. He's solid in pass protection, and he's willing. You know, a lot of guys aren't big fans of blocking this guy. You know, he'll put his body in the way. He's a willing blocker. So that's a positive Keeps his pads low, runs behind pads, so he's not a straight-up-and-down runner. He gets behind his pads and will put his head down and run through guys. Great contact balance, meaning he doesn't lose his balance when he's fighting through hits and taking hits. He, he can stay on his feet and get extra yards. He gets to his top gear really quick. Uh, he's not the fastest guy in the draft, but he's not slow. This guy, he's, if you get him outside, he can take it the distance. He's quick, shifty in space. And rarely falls backwards. So in a sense, you know, he reminds me of Edger and James in that way. Edger always would fall forward for extra yards. And this guy does a lot of the same things. Like I said, this kid is one of the most productive college players to ever play the game. Just a super talented kid. Played well at Wisconsin. Did everything you could possibly do there. And he's a great kid. So he's a high character guy. And I'm sure that weighed heavily into what Chris Ballard was thinking here. My drawbacks to him, and these are kind of big. He had a high workload in college. And just to let you know, 920 carries in three years, almost 1,000 touches. That's insane. That's insane. That's an insane workload for anybody. And he's only 5'10". He's not the biggest guy. So, I mean, he's got a good-sized frame, but he's not the biggest guy. He's not like Derrick Henry. He's a major fumbler. He's got a serious issue with fumbles. 
18 and 41 games. That's a ton. They are going to have to work with them. Rathman is going to Rathman's amazing at coaching up fumbling issues. So I think they're he's with the right team. I think Rathman will get that worked out and solved because that was a major problem for him in college. As much as he improved in, in pass receiving as a senior, he's still not very good. He looks really uncomfortable when he's out there, and it just as far as pass receiving goes, he doesn't run a lot of different routes. He doesn't doesn't look comfortable as a receiver at all. So while I think he's a capable three down back in time, I think he might only be a two down back to start with, a short yardage guy, because once you put him in the game, you kind of know it's going to be a running play because he's just not very good as far as pass receiving goes. And he doesn't have much lateral quickness, but I think he can overcome that with all the other talents that he has as a running back. I mean, he's got a ton of talent, but there are major issues with this guy that scares the crap out of me. The the workload, I mean, he's got so much tread on his tire. So I, I'm hoping, you know, this isn't like they don't look at him as an every down, like he's going to run it 25 times a game because this guy will have a short career if you do that because 920 carries – over three years and a thousand overall. Yeah, there's not there there is a ton of tread on his tires, and the fumbling scares the crap out of me too. I mean, 18 and 41 games is a ton. I'm gonna be up front, guys. I love Chris Ballard, and this might turn out to be a genius move, but I'm not a fan of this. You gave up a pick, and you try I mean, it just for a running back, I'm just not a big fan. But again, Chris Ballard's Chris Ballard, and I'm me. So that's the biggest thing that we have going for us. So hopefully this turns out to be a stroke of genius, but I'll be honest up front, I'm not a big fan of this move. We'll see what happens next in the third round, guys. Talk to you soon.